Hip hop, let me highlight y'all for a second. This conversation long overdue. All I hear y'all talking about is your money in large amounts. Must think accountability is your ability to count. It's not. That's why this culture lukewarm, intoxicated with ignorance. Let me spit the truth for them. I said that glorifying murder and our music is bad. Now yo, coming at me yo, up. yo. Welcome back to Don't take wooden nickels you hear me this is your brother yule and i am back i'm on a roll man i'm on a roll with the podcast as god has really begun to give me just language for where i'm currently at right now and i've just had a heart um that has burned righteously for some of the the things that i've heard and researching and god has given me scripture and I'm just at a place where I'm going to record it and I'm going to do that in a in a way to honor him. And so without further ado, I want to talk about something else that uh, is, is, is pulling up in the Christian hip hop atmosphere. And I want to be very uh, balanced on my approach. I want to speak from the heart of God because I I know when it comes to these topics that it can come off as Christians automatically attacking the world. And so I don't want to necessarily do that, but I do want to address the fallacy and the false of how the world can embrace Christianity from the perspective they want, yet throw away the things they don't want and then begin to provide language to make it seems as if Christians, believers, are being manipulative when in actuality, it's the other way around. I want to highlight that. I want to talk about that because I truly believe there's this hypocritical cycle from both in certain standpoints. So can I break that down before I get into my topic, right? When I say that, I mean this. I think that you can point to a bit of hypocrisy in both sides if we're not careful. From the worldly standpoint, they point to, oh, Christians are judging me for what I do in order to stay in the position of doing what they want to do. And Christians can point and say, hey, what you're doing is wrong while also doing things that's wrong. Both perspectives, even though they look different, can both be one, manipulative, and two, have hypocrisy in it. So it's, it becomes based on which side do you stand on? Do you do you side with this stance or do you side with this stance? And often both be wrong. You can you can point to, hey, I agree with this part. Yet this is manipulation. I agree with this part. Yet this is also manipulation. So I'm actually here. I'm in the middle. There's a purple part. There's a part that I don't have to receive from this. There's a part that I don't have to receive from this, but I do agree. So you can often 
get some meat there, but throw away the bones from the left side. Get some meat there and throw away the bones from the right side. Let me equate it to what I'm talking about. You can get some truth in what the world is saying, but realize you're wicked here. You can get some truth and stand in the truth on the Christian side if you're a believer and say, I am a believer and I agree with the the standard, the foundation of what you're saying. However, I see some hypocrisy here too. Both things can be true. Both things can be true. Let me say that again, because often we try to make it black or white, but there is a gray that both things can be true and Jesus may be in the gray. Jesus may be in, yo, what you're doing is wicked. I'm the way, the truth and the life and the life. However, what you're doing is wicked too. You got to check your perspective too. Both things can be true is what I'm saying to you. Let me go here. I wanted to pinpoint that when we have these conversations, this isn't about the conversation we have, but it's just to give you a prelude to the conversation. Because whenever Christians talk about the world, the world feels like we're attacking them. And I don't want to come off that way. I'm not attacking the world. I'm not here to attack the world. I'm not here to make you seem like you're, you're sinners and you're all going to hell. I don't know your life, but I am here to provide the fundamental truth that I believe in by the, the Savior that I call Jesus Christ and his teaching. And according to his teachings, according to the word of God, which backs his teachings, I'm here to provide the standard and the belief structure that I believe in that is truth and that everyone needs because I also believe Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life, the one who died for all of our sins, had a teaching. He advanced and he brought the kingdom of God. And because of the teachings of the kingdom of God, I believe that is the 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 belief system, I believe also it is the instruction manual in order to live a fulfilling life in Christ Jesus and for you and your family. I truly believe that it is the blueprint. It is the manual in order to thrive in life when it's good or when it's bad. It has instructions for either or to keep you in a place of not only sanity, but righteousness in order to obtain everything God wants you to have in this life and in eternal life. Amen. So let's go into this topic. Let's go into the situation. The situation today is um, based on Little Nas X. Little Nas X. Now, if you don't know who Little Nas X is, he is a worldly artist. He is an artist who has been very uh, confrontational when it when it pertains to the church. He's also supportive and also a gay brother who uh, is very has very been bold about his stance and his affiliation with the LGBTQ plus community. And so those are 
some characteristics, a brief background on who Little Nas X is. Came out with the his song, Old Town Road. I enjoy Old Town Road, right? I enjoy it. I liked it. I understood it. I liked it. Um, however, he's been very critical to the Christian community. At times, he's given his voice at times. And there's things that I've agreed with, with Little Nas X when it comes to the Christian community at times. But I also understood it came from a perverted perspective. So though I agreed with what he said, I denounced the perspective he provided it because two things can be true. And so now he's at a place now where he he previewed this uh, song and he said that he's entering his Christian era where he's providing, he provided a snippet of a song that, uh, that is Christian fundamentally based. In the particular song that he provided, he talks about needing hope and seeking for hope, basically. He, he felt hopeless and he was asking God to provide him hope. Again, it was a snippet of the song. However, once he provided that song, he got backlash because he provided it on Twitter, all formerly known as Twitter. Let me say that because it ain't Twitter no more. It's X. So X, formerly known as Twitter, he wrote after he did the song, um, people begin to attack him. They begin to call him blasphemous. Um, they begin to to say to Little Nas X, um, Little Nas X, you, 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 this is Cap. You're trying to make fun of God. What do you, you think that this is a joke? You're trying to mock God. So his response was this. This was on X. This is what he said. I'm going to, there's some profane language here. So I'm going to not say the language. So here it goes. He says this, making Christian. Christian music does not mean I can't suck peen no more. The two are not mutually exclusive. I'm allowed to get on my knees for multiple reasons. That's what's his response. Making Christian music doesn't mean I can't suck peen no more. So he's saying I can be gay. I can promote a homosexual lifestyle. I can still be sex sexually immoral. Yet I can still make Christian music. That's what he stated. That's what's his response. And so they had, again, that response generated more responses from other people. Because what you say publicly, people have the right to respond to publicly. One of those people was Tyrese. And so Tyrese came out and he stated this. He said on Instagram, Y'all going to learn to stop playing with God. God is not to be played with. From shoes with devil signs and devil bloods in the shoe soles. We can all change. I get it. But I feel a way about people making a mockery of Jesus. That's what Tyrese said based on Little Nas X. Again, I preface with Little Nas X is known for having conflict with the Christian community. So there was a song, and I don't even remember the name of the song, but there was a song where he had a video for it, where in the video, he went down to hell. 
and he was twerking on the devil and he ripped the devil neck off. And based on that video, he sold some Nike shoes. I believe it was Air Max. It was limited edition where it was like 666 of these particular Nike Air Max shoes. And in the shoe was actually blood. Around the shoe, it was very demonic shoe, by the way. Uh, symbolism, Satanism, right? It had 666 on the shoes. I believe it even had a scripture. It was like, yo, bro, you playing, you playing. Um, you're mocking God, really. It had, uh, whether he was real or not, it was a mocking of God. And it had uh, a sample of human blood in the shoe. And the, the shoes sold out. That, that lets you know that there is really an attack in the Christian community. The shoe sold out. So when the, the shoe sold out, um, again, the conflict with the Christian community, the Christian community was in uproar over it. Me, myself, my personal take was the world going to do what the world does. And we need to stop being offended by when the world does what the world does. We need to stay focused on who God is and showing God. Because a lot of times we get offended by what the world does as opposed to showing them light. Like there is going to be darkness, but you have the opportunity to display light. So display light. Now, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that you can't defend the faith. Do what you think God is placing in your heart. But my perspective, what God placed in my heart is display light. In this moment, it's time to display who I am in Christ Jesus. That's my personal assignment. So I stay firm on that assignment. So I was firm on I'm going to display light. You know what I'm saying? However, there were people who defended the faith. There were even some Christians who just blatantly attack little Nas X, and which always makes me to, to get into a position of, Yo, we can't attack the brother. We're called to love this brother. There's a difference from holding him accountable and loving him, right? And attacking him. And sometimes we attack. We be so hurt and offended and bitter by what someone does, we begin to attack. So there were believers who attacked. So he had some points where he's showing these these tweets of Christians blatantly attacking him, calling him fag. Like, why are we doing that? And so there are positions where I agree with him, but ultimately, I also stand firm in my belief of Christ Jesus and saying, even though he's right in this situation and you see the hate here, you're still wrong with what you're doing. But I agree you should be loved still and prayed for still. I put a I put a I put a pause there. The reason why I'm putting a pause there because there's more. So my brother Holy Gabbana, aka Boo Gang, formerly known as Boo Gang, he also on Twitter responded. I think it's Instagram. Excuse me. He responded to Little Nas X initial post about sucking peen. Right. He says, "If Little Nas X want to be gay, cool. Do you, Libra?" But don't title yourself a Christian and make others believe it's okay for us to live in a habitual, intentional sin. People deserve truth. And I stand on the word of God. So, Little Nas X 
responded to his post and it stated it's really a saying how y'all pretend some of of our pastors catch the catch the catch the catch the hour our pastors aren't getting piped down before the sunday service y'all do know jesus personally y'all do not know jesus personally stop trying to gatekeep him so i want to pause there based on that last tweet by little Nas x he says this you do not know jesus personally stop trying to gatekeep him because i found it interesting that he would use that word gatekeep like i found it interesting that he tried to use that word gatekeep like because what does that mean right what does gatekeeping mean like what does that actually mean right gatekeeping means this it's the activity of trying to control who gets particular resources, powers, or opportunity, and who does not. That's gatekeeping. I'm going to say it again so you'll get what Little Nas X is trying to say. Subconsciously or consciously, the activity of trying to control who gets particular resources, power, or opportunities, and who does not. So little Nas X stating that Christians are gatekeeping. Christians are gatekeeping. What are we gatekeeping? What are so that would be my question. What does he believe we as believers the way gatekeeping? We are informed to defend our faith. And here's another question I would love to ask little Nas X if I ever had the opportunity. What's the difference between what you stated, gatekeeping, and holding you accountable? Because what I read in that tweet was deflection. It wasn't being accountable for what you said. It was deflecting. It was basically saying, because pastors do wrong, I can do wrong too. That's what it, that's what it said. It's really a saying how y'all pretend some of our pastors aren't getting piped down before Sunday service. That may be true. And I'm sure there are situations, unfortunately, where that happened. But here's the thing. Two things can be true. That pastor can be wrong for what he's doing. And so can you. And both don't meet the standard of God. So because both don't meet the standard of God. Someone has to hold both accountable and there has to be a standard in which we communicate that say both are wrong. So if you're going to make Christian music with the morale and the standard of Christianity, you have to know that the same standard is going to apply to you and that you're going to be held accountable by that particular morality and standard. You can't remove the standard. Yes, say, hey, I want to do this thing that's based with these standards. That is foolish. And it's also a level of, the word I want to use there is prideful. It's a little level of prideful. So what came to my heart? When when I read all of these tweets, was this scripture in 2 Timothy 
uh, chapter three, and I'm going through probably verse one through four. Um, it says this, Paul is talking to his spiritual son, Timothy. He says, you know this, Timothy, that in the last days, there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing scarce. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasures rather than God. I'm going to go ahead and go on to verse five. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. They will act religious. They will make Christian music. They, But however, they will reject the power that could make them godly. That's what Paul says. So when little Nas X states that I want to make Christian music and still suck peen, Paul told me in 2 Timothy 3, verse 5, there's going to be some people that actually do this. They will act religious, but they reject the power that could make them godly, that could make them holy. So when he also says in his tweet, some pastors are getting piped down before Sunday service. I can understand that. I can agree with it because in 2 Timothy, verse 3, chapter 3, verse 5, it says they will act religious. But they will reject the power that could make them godly. There's going to be people that that display a certain religious character. However, reject the power that makes them godly. That will have them operating in a position that is upright and righteous. There's going to be those people. Those people are going to be wolves in sheep clothing. Those people are also going to be self-righteous. Those people are also going to tell you that you're gatekeeping when you hold them accountable. I don't want this to be a thing that I'm attacking the world. I'm attacking perspectives and relating it to scripture to show you that the world has consistently, we're entering the last days, as Paul said. We're in those times in which people are going to be lover of themselves and even their own intellect, and they're not going to want to be held accountable. They're going to be disobedient. They're going to do these things because in their mind, they love, they love themselves more than God, and they're going to denounce anything that's scarce or even holy. Christian music should be holy. The standard doesn't change because the person is imperfected. Are they flawed? Are they in sin? And there's a difference from battling sin still and saying, this is wrong. I need to get right and still make Christian music and saying, I'm going to do this thing, but still do what I want to do. I want to embrace this part. I want the hope from God, but I just don't want it to the place of being obedient to what God says. Because that's what he did in, in the snippet. He wanted hope. He felt hopeless. He wanted hope. 
but he didn't want it to a place of feeling of changing his lifestyle. He don't want hope to change his lifestyle. So what kind of hope do you want? Do you want hope that embraces you, love you, care for you, but you don't care for it? You want the love of God, but not love God back in order to do what he called you to do, even though it may be best for you. What if it is? I find this situation very, very interesting because we are in a time where it's not about little Nas X here. I'm just showing you a breakdown of how we can be. We're in a time in which we have what they call progressive Christianity, where there's believers who truly selectively take parts of the Bible. They want the love of God. They want the God that embraces them. And they denounce things from the Bible. One of those things are is homosexuality. And they, they even twist it. God wasn't talking about homosexuality. He was talking about he was talking about pedophiles in certain scriptures. They love to twist words up. And when you do your research, you find out you're wrong. He was talking about actually this. And he wasn't just talking about it in this scripture. He was talking about it in Genesis. Because when you go to Genesis, the creator of the universe and also of men gave a criteria for men and women. And because he gave a criteria for men and women, out anything outside of the original design, the original criteria goes into perversion, goes into being abnormal, goes into being perverse. And at that point, it is a sin. So we don't have to go to pinpoint and selectively choose scripture and twist them and twist them and uh, remove wording and provide your interpretation and definition of what may or may not be. You just go to the original first time you saw the thing. The first time that man and woman is mentioned is in Genesis 1. And God gave purpose, motivation, point, instructions to man and woman in Genesis 1. He told them something in 1. And based on what he told them in one, anything outside of that, that twists or adjusts outside of that is indeed perverse. We don't have to go back and forth with anything else. You just go to Genesis one and just read that scripture and then point to the place where God says, hey, men and women, here's your purpose. And anything outside of that purpose is perverted. Anything outside of the purpose of man and woman collectively is perverted. So because God does not address man with man or woman with women. You can't assume it's okay. No, that's wrong because God had a purpose for man and women. And if he had a purpose for man and man, he would have said it. But because he didn't say it and he gave instructions and purpose for man and woman, we have to we have to align what he stated as truth if you if you're led by the Bible, right? That is the that is the underliner there. We have to be firm on what he said is truth and not what we think is true, right?
because man will become lovers of themselves and their pleasures more than God. And what if you become lover of your pleasure more than God? And this is an attack on this isn't an attack on homosexuality at all. It's an addression to sin. Period. You can put whatever sin you want there. Because I don't want this to be a thing about me attacking little Nas X and his sexual preference. I only mention his sexual preference because he did. He stated, hey, I can make Christian music and still suck peen. And I'm only addressing, hey, brother, that's wrong. And based on scripture, that's wrong. I'm not attacking him, though. Not at all. I didn't even bring up any scripture telling you homosexuality is wrong. The scripture I brought up is in 2 Timothy and in Genesis 1. Both of them point to men being lover of themselves and men in the last days will be wicked and have their own attentions and their own motives that they will put before God and the purpose of man and woman. So nothing I said even address homosexuality is addressing purpose and what this is going to look like in the last days and what men are going to feel and see in the last days. That's my point in my perspective, because I know how people get. I know how they get. Oh, you're attacking such and such. I'm not attacking anything. I'm providing scripture in context of what I'm stating based on a tweet, based on the information that was public and based on scripture, providing purpose of the initial intent of what God wanted. I'm not attacking a thing. I'm providing the truth. And so I wanted to go there and I also wanted to state this as well. We have to be leery of what we're doing and what we're saying. We have to be we have to be attentional based on that, especially in this climate. Like this is a climate where people will tell you and provide their perspective. And if you're not careful, what they saying could have truth in it but very perverted. I'm seeing now a lot of new age Christianity where people are providing their perspectives and their intelligence, trying to combine that with scripture in order to make a new doctrine in which allows them to not obey the sound doctrine and teachings of the Bible. And so if you're not, if you're not solid in your foundation of the word of God. It can be confusing and it can sound really good. And here's the thing, there's truth in what they're saying, but it's also wickedness in what they're saying too, because the underlying factor is always going to lead back to self. The underlying factor, hear me again, the underlying factor is always going to lead back to self. It's always going to lead back to you worshiping you. And at a certain point, you got to ask yourself, where's the line drawn between loving, loving your neighbor like you love yourself? So a level of self-love, where's the line drawn between self-love and where's the line drawn between lover of self more than God? Where is that line drawn? I'm not saying to not love yourself. Indeed do. 
And I think a lot of people don't love themselves healthy or properly. But where's the line drawn between that and also being a lover of self more than God? And that's not a question for me to answer. That's a question for you to ask yourself. Am I on this side or I am on this side? There's a balance. There we go again. There's a gray. There's a purple. There's a a balance between I need to love myself and to ensure that I love myself properly. I do that in the context of allowing God to be the head, though. Because there is a position in which I can be a lover of myself more than I love God. I can esteem myself more than I esteem God. I can communicate how me, 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 me more than I communicate. I need to love myself, but I need God to love me and show me and direct and guide me. I need to seek first the kingdom of God that's even before me. And his righteousness and even all of it will be added, including self-love for me. That includes self-love. So we, we have to find the balance there and the proper priority in which in order to love God properly in ourselves. But what you're seeing a lot of time is with new age Christianity is, is that they love themselves more and there's a pretense of God in the areas they want God to be. They want God to be in their finances. That's always number one. They want God to be, um, to keep them away from danger and, and the things that they deem are harmful or hurtful. They want the peace of God. They want the love of God. They just don't want the God to be obedient to them. They don't want to be obedient to God. Let me rephrase that. They just don't want to be obedient to the things that they deem as chastisement or, or, or processing. And that's scary. That is scary. So listen, I want this one to be really interactive. I would love to hear your place and your position on it. So give me some feedback. I'll probably have some question and answers with this particular podcast. We're going to spice this one up a little bit. And listen, this is not self-hate. So I will tell you, and I'll be honest with this. If you're coming with that approach to me, I'm going to direct you to what I stated in the podcast. And I'm going to dismiss you in love because I'm not here to argue with you. I'm here to stand on the word of God. A lot of times I like to argue and then call people and then dismiss people if they don't side with your opinion. I don't have to side with you to love you. And you don't have to side with me to keep it in a loving manner. Amen. I just I just wanted to throw that out there because I know how this goes, especially with certain topics. Homosexuality is one of those topics. The LGBTQ plus community is one of those topics. I'm not here to diss LGBTQ community. I don't agree with it. And I don't I'm not a Philly. I'm not a I'm not a, a ally with it. I'm not an ally with anything outside of the word and will of God. Doesn't matter how you spice it up. I am not. That's including the stuff that's in me, right? I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not an ally with pride. I'm not an ally with jealousy. I'm not an ally with envy. I'm not an ally with disobedience that I have in my heart at times. I often ask God 
to check my heart and get those things out of it often. So I'm not here to say I'm perfect in me by any means, but I am perfected in Christ Jesus. And I pull that out each and every day to stand firm in his will and his way. You hear me? Listen, this is Don't Take Wooden Nichols. This was really on my heart. I really wanted to share this. This is your brother Yule. And Don't Take Wooden Nichols.